Alright, welcome everybody to Common Sense Christianity. I'm Ethan Foster, your host here today with another episode. Glad you could join with us today. Hope you are having a fantastic day. And even if you're not, realize that every day is a blessing when we wake up and we are breathing in our good health or even bad health because the Lord provides us with our breath. He breathed in his spirit into the first people to rise us from the dust. And from then on, we live and eventually we die. But we thank God for all the days and all the time that we have. Uh, I say things like this at the beginning of every episode now to help maintain a positive attitude. It helps me personally, and hopefully it helps you, the audience, uh, in your spiritual walk and just in your daily walk as human beings. Uh, I would like to start off the episode this way. That not always is it helpful to take things to their logical ex extreme. I mean, for, uh, it, it doesn't necessarily represent the person's beliefs correctly. So we can take Calvinism, for example, since it's something that I frequently ramble about. The logical extreme of Calvinism is that God would therefore be unmerciful and unloving and therefore couldn't punish sin because he predestined it to happen. That would be the logical extreme. But this does not accurately represent the position of a, of a five-point Calvinist. I will use this to frame what I am about to say. Since we are talking about atheism now, there are several logical extremes of atheism, which we will get into today. And it will help set up the framework of the argument that I will make over the next couple episodes. So atheism is just the lack of belief in God. So it is not a religion that doesn't purport any or distort any philosophical tendencies or ideas. It's secularism. It is totally removed from religion. Now, sure, you can have atheistic religions, a religion that doesn't have a god. But in this sense, we are talking about secular atheism, the atheism of people such as Richard Dawkins, Stephen Hawking, and many other well-known scientists. So it totally disrupts the, the essence of religion from your life. Now, these figures that I just mentioned, or any other atheistic figure within the Western culture, can be described as someone that is moral, or, or, or at least good from a societal term. Of course, not from a biblical term because no one is good except the Father. But just from a societal term, you know what I am talking about. That they are good people. Now, from this, we must ask ourselves, what is good? Now, as simple as it may be, you would think at first, if you were to ask a child, well, what is good? Or is this a good thing or a bad thing? If I were to punch someone, would that be a good thing or a bad thing? They would, of course, say it's a bad thing. So we tend to purport what is good or bad, but do we know actually what the very definition of good is? So we must start here to frame the moral argument. Uh, so within Christianity, and I speak for Christian uh, for just the Christian religion because I am Christian and I understand it the best, uh, compared to other religions. In the Christian religion, God is literally the standard of good. Anything that God does is good, and anything outside of the God's, of God's will or God's tendencies of mercy, justice, love, all that, uh, is there for evil. So that is where the moral standard comes forth, uh, from. There is this moral framework set up that God is the standard of good, and anything opposite of God is therefore evil. Taking this away in the atheist versus Christian debate, we must ask ourselves, what else is left? 
when else is left there outside of religion realize that there is a mix of things that have developed societal morality that is the subjective morality when slavery existed in the united states 150 years ago it no longer does today and on both sides christians were arguing for and against it so it's not the christian standards that decided this uh but it may have encouraged uh, it to sway either way of uh, biblical passages. So from that, if we had a standard that God loves people, just for example, what, for my argument here, we'll, we'll not get into what the Bible says uh, about slavery. We'll, we'll, we'll just stick to this. Um, what would be the standard bearer? Who's right? Because if God is all-loving wants us to treat people equally and, and with justice and kindness and mercy and love, then slavery is therefore wrong. At least American slavery is. So if American slavery is therefore wrong, then it should be abolished. There we go. We have a clear moral framework because God is the standard. But you remove God from the picture and there is no God. We are just um, hominid creatures trying to come up with some false, unjustifiable morality. We're babbling with each other because there is no standard. Who is right? The slave master or the abolitionist? Well, neither. They're both neutral. N neither of them are right or wrong. And see, this is the issue here. Where is the standard breaker? Who decides what is morally right or wrong? In a secularized worldview, there can only be subjective moral understandings, meaning that your opinions decide what your morality is, but there cannot be societal morality because there is no way to say whether something is right or wrong. To conclude, God is the standard of morality. If God does not exist, there is no standard of morality, which may be our existence. This is not an argument for God, but it is an argument to realize the logical extremes of it. And we'll get into how this plays towards the atheist arguments in next week's episode. And until then, you should email me at commonsensechristianitypodcast at gmail.com. Have a great series coming out for y'all. Continuing to preach the gospel to all creation, guys. Spread the podcast so we can continue to grow as a ministry. Continue to reach more people with the gospel of Christ Jesus. We'll see you here Sunday.